Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Let's get it. Welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Train Em Up exists to equip young parents and discipling their children, helping them to be intentional, encourage imitation, and give instruction. My name is Joshua Chapman, and I have the privilege of co-hosting this podcast with my yes, sweet spouse, my tenacious tenderoni. Oh, what? Yeah, the double T's. <laughs> my baby, what? Stephanie Chapman. Hey, baby. Hey, I am always eager to hear what you're going to say, and I never know how to respond. Oh, yeah. Tenacious tenderoni, baby. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a compliment. It is. It is, baby. It what is. is a tenderoni? Man, you got to listen to the songs, R&B songs in the early <laughs> 90s to know. Um, is that a compliment? It is. It is, baby. You're my tenderoni. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like it's, a pizza It's not a topping. tender. It's not a tender. <laughs> sounds like a pizza topping. <laughs> well, why don't we like, get to the episode? <laughs> Today, we're talking about hospitality, having people in the home. You know, welcome to my house. Yes. Come on now. Um, so, yeah, the word hospitality is defined as lover of strangers. It is where we are welcoming others into the home with an intentional purpose. That's good. No, that's so good and simple, you know, just that idea of welcoming people into our home. And maybe this is a surprise to some of our listeners that we're mentioning hospitality as being a part of family discipleship. But we strongly believe it can be very helpful in training our children in the ways of the Lord. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, my gosh. You're doing your own sound effects. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like things like modeling before them godly stewardship, prioritization of relationships, selfless service, you know, many of these things and more. And before we get into some of these reasons, we wanted to first share from Scripture where we see hospitality both modeled and commanded in order to give just more of an idea of why this should be, you know, a regular rhythm within our home. Yeah. I'm going to kick that over to you. (laughs) Well, you definitely see it in both the Old and New Testament. Uh, Specifically, the Old Testament, an example comes to mind is, you know, King David with Mephibosheth. You know, um, Solomon's son, after David becomes king, He's asking, is there anyone in Solomon's family who he can show kindness to God, Saul, kindness of God Saul's to? Saul's family? Saul's family. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did say Solomon, you my said bad. Solomon. No, you're good. That's Saul's okay. family, who can show the kindness of God to mm-hmm. Jonathan's son, uh, Mephibosheth. And David literally had him sit and eat at his dinner table as if Mephibosheth was his own son. That's good. Though he was a grandson of David's enemy. Man. Yeah. You know, and so you have that. And then you think about the New Testament. Um, after the Lord called Levi or Matthew, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew and Mark, they, Levi and Matthew, same person. Yeah. Um, after the Lord calls them, uh, what he does next is that he has a dinner. He has a banquet at his house. Matthew you know, does. Matthew okay. does with other tax collectors. Mm-hmm. Jesus is dining with other tax collectors mm-hmm. um, in Matthew's crib, Matthew's boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you see hospitality there. And then, you know, you, we have the exhortation. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Preach to us, baby. Oh, it's coming. It says, don't (laughs) neglect to show hospitality. For by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Hmm. Now, this may be a, this is likely a reference to, um, to Abraham in Genesis chapter 18. 
Um, at the same time, there is an exhortation here yeah. that to not neglect to show hospitality. Mm-hmm. And then Peter brings it home. <laughs> you know, first Peter chapter four, verse nine says, be hospitable to one another without complaining. Hmm. Um, and so there's just this exhortation and expectation that Christians are to be a hospitable people mm. welcoming one another in our homes. Now the thing about hospitality, um, it is welcoming people in a home. And at the same time, it is more than that um, because you don't have to be a Christian to do that. You know, okay. Christian yeah. hospitality is distinct mm. in the sense that the purpose, like you're welcoming people into your home, not to show off your crib, but to <laughs> serve and bless and edify your guests, That's good. you know, to do them deliberate spiritual good, whether it's building up the body, evangelizing the loss, um, blessing those who are in the home to where, man, they can, they can stay there. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the someone's intent, in need and someone is yeah. in need, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whatever reason, the intent is to be of service, to be a blessing, to honor and magnify Jesus by doing that. Yeah, no, that's so good. You know, and as we see it in scripture, we had the privilege to also get to see it modeled before us. Big facts. And, you know, we may have seen this along our lives at different points, but a time that really has stood out to us and marked us was our time when we lived in Virginia. Yep. We had the privilege um, and just a sweet season honor of getting to live in our lead pastor's family's basement, mm-hmm. one bedroom apartment. Yeah. And that, yes. that right there alone, we were shown hospitality for two and a half years <laughs> because we literally <laughs> lived in someone else's home. Facts. And also just this church body we were a part of, shout out to DRBC, any yeah. members or former members. Um, checking us out, Delray Baptist Church. Really yes. love you guys. Yes. And just that church culture that we got to be a part of was mm. one of hospitality. Yeah. But it wasn't just one where friends were having each other over within the church. It was where members were regularly hosting one another. Yeah. In fact, there was a time we got invited to another member's home and we hadn't even met them yet. Mm -hmm. But they found our names, our numbers in the directory, you know, and invited us over for for dinner (laughs) after church with some other members. And just even in this culture, we saw people inviting those of different ages over than themselves, mm-hmm. different stages of life. Yeah. And so often people would be asking each other of their testimonies. I yeah. mean, I feel like two months in, we were like, wow, we've shared our testimony so, so many, many times, times. here. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it became the norm mm. at the church that if you're a member here, hopefully you are being welcomed into other members' homes. Absolutely. If not living with other members yeah, because that, that was, was well. just common. Yeah. yeah. And so just that time really struck us mm-hmm. and marked us in the, the realm of hospitality. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, shout out to the saints for real in yeah. that church culture, the elders leading off in that. Um, another, well, this isn't necessarily uh, an example. It is a book that we've read mm-hmm. that we'll more so listen to because we audio book yeah. that mug. Yeah. Uh, but the gospel comes with a house key by Rosaria Butterfield. Mm-hmm. Y'all, that book is a game changer. Yeah. That mug is so dope. And it really shifted our paradigm as it pertains to hospitality. Mm-hmm. Like what she made known in the book just made it seem very simple mm-hmm. and doable. Yeah. You know, kind of debunked a number of my assumptions as yeah. it pertains to hospitality. You got to have a big space. You got to, you know, do an elaborate meal, mm-hmm. you know, just all these things like that. And she was just very simple, very clear. 
and just seeing there's so many benefits mm -hmm. to hospitality um, and that we don't have to have our house put well put together. Sure. Um, and so like, man, we listened to that mug multiple times. Mm. Uh, I still listen to it here and there when I'm mowing the yard. And man, that book is it's a paradigm shifter mm -hmm. as it pertains when it, as it pertains to hospitality. Yeah. Um, and we listened to that book while we lived in Virginia because a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah. And yeah, so we came out of Virginia with a very different <laughs> view of hospitality. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we thought we were hospitable before um, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we moved there, experienced hospitality from the church. Yeah. And then we listened to this book to where we just like, wow, just really challenged yeah. by it and began to think through it even more mm -hmm. on just, we just want to be a hospitable yeah. family. Yeah, want this to be a regular rhythm. Yeah. 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 No, so and so good. we were so shaped by our time at Delray and so shaped by the book um, that we want this to be a regular rhythm of our life. And having children has changed up the dynamic a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know, just a little bit. <laughs> Depends um, what season we're in. <laughs> for real. Newborn season. newborn season. Yeah, a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like it changed up just a little bit. At the same time, we just think it's an important aspect of discipleship mm -hmm. um, towards our children. And so through this, through being hospitable, we can both instruct them in why we do what we do and strive to be an example for them to imitate. Yeah. You catch them eyes. I got you. You know instruct, what I'm saying? Imitate. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And be intentional in it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Squeeze that one in there. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, as we talk about just, yeah, instructing our children on why we are trying to be hospitable, being an example to them in that this hits at what we want to talk about today of just the benefits that give our children when we are a hospitable people, mm -hmm. when we as parents choose to be hospitable. Yeah. And so one benefit for our children is it's an opportunity to teach our children about stewardship. Mm. You know, we want our children to learn that our stuff ain't ours. This is true. <laughs> it's God's. Yep. And that yes. God yeah. cares about what we do with what he gives us. Mm. Say that again. Say that again. That God cares about what we do with what he gives. That is so true. And so we have a chance to help them understand our home is not just here for us. Mm -hmm. This food is not just always so that we can eat. Yeah. Our time is not just for what we want to do. That's good. But how baby. can we be others centered with these things? Mm -hmm. Even going deeper, and we'll get into this in a minute maybe, but sharing your toys when other people are in the Absolutely. home. You know, it, it helps teach them, Hey, this isn't just for you, but how can we use what God has given us to bless other people? Yes. You know, and can go so tangible as to provide literal meals and shelter for others who are in need. That's really um, good. And that that really can reflect God's love to our children. Yeah. So. I would say it also teaches them. It's an opportunity for us to teach our children about serving and selflessness, kind mm -hmm. of getting along the lines of stewardship. Yeah. Um, because when we're hospitable, especially with kids, our, our kids, they're five, three, and one, mm -hmm. the two, the older two, they serve along with us. Mm -hmm. You know, they clean up the house. They are not that it has to be clean to be not hospitable. that it has to be clean to be hospitable. <laughs> That's something we're working on. <laughs> but you know, we do want it to be you know to where they can come. Not it has to be you know you know I can't think spotless. of the word right now. spotless. Yeah. You know, but we do try to clean up a little yeah. bit, and we have them participate in that. 
Um, as you talk about stewardship, we want to teach them in the words of Jesus, Acts twenty thirty five. It is better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And so what is it like to give your toys to the kids who are in our house, yeah. who we're hosting and give it for a little bit while not trying to take it back from right. them? Yeah. You know, like we get to teach them that so we get to display, um, teach them, you know, Jesus in the sense that Mark 10 45 for even the son of man mm-hmm. came not to be served but to serve that's really good it's um, a good scripture so, memory right there <laughs> and so we get to teach them you know hey we're doing this with the intentions to serve mm-hmm. you know and pushing back against our selfishness mm-hmm. to make us the centers like no we're going to humble ourselves and serve others and so we get to instruct them in that mm-hmm. um, and then you know it gives them a uh, it gives them a chance to follow the example that we're presenting and more mm-hmm. so that we're trying to point them to Jesus. And we also wanted to know like, yeah, it's not always a time of convenience yeah. and we serve regardless, Yeah, whether it's convenient or not. We want to prioritize loving our neighbors, ourselves, and caring well yeah. for the people who are in our home. Yeah. That they might see we're exhausted and people are about ready to come over or we just had a really long day because of something that popped up and hopefully we're modeling that being hospitable without grumbling, but they might see at times where we're tempted towards that grumbling, um, but want to push back to be selfless and to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And so we pray beforehand. They see us pray. Um, and another thing, through the benefits is like, man, we just model prioritizing life with the body of Christ. Mm. You know, our faith is, um, it is personal and there's a communal aspect. And mm-hmm. so it's not private. Yeah. Um, and so our, our children get to see us prioritize relationships within the congregation. And so they also get to see other people who love Jesus, mm-hmm. other adults who love Jesus, yeah. who are unashamed of him and want to talk about him. And so they see that mommy and daddy aren't the only ones. Yeah, no, that's and good. as they get older, we do hope to involve them even more than where they are now to where they're asking our guests for their personal testimonies yeah. of how Jesus Christ has saved them. Yeah, they can hear more and more Absolutely. stories of God saving grace. Yeah. yeah, and they get to build relation, get to build relationally with other members in the church, um, helps them see that the church is actually a family. Yeah. So we're trying to treat them like it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. come eat them. You know, I think that's maybe not for everyone, but the most natural ways we can be hospitable is to immediate family or, mm-hmm. you know, grandparents yeah. or cousins. And so if we're regularly having church members in the home, yeah. it helps our kids see, oh, we, we treat other members just like we do our own family, yeah. you know, and because just a way to, exactly a way yeah. to shape them in that. Yeah, exactly. And man, they get to see up front that God created the body of Christ, not just to worship together on the Lord's day, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Along with that, the people are to do life together. Yeah. You know, that we may encourage one another, especially mm-hmm. as we see in Acts 2. Yeah. Um, they're home and having each other in their homes and building each other yeah. up in Christ. Yeah. And this really increases their enjoyment of going to church the church gathering on Sundays because they now have more relationships Mm, that they're building that's good not just with other kids but knowing other adults now who have been in our home and we've seen that firsthand as they enjoy getting to maybe see someone who they met through being in our home yeah Yeah. I bet that's really good and so you know we've talked about teaching our children about selfless service about stewardship 
you just mentioned about modeling before them, just life with the body. And, and another way we can model to our children is evangelism mm, and is come on, talk, love talk. of neighbor. Yeah, come on. You know, we, I'm coming. All right. <laughs> Buckle up. No, but we live in a culture, if you really think about it, of garage doors, of backyard fences, mm. to where it can be so easy to never get to know the people who live right next door. Facts. You know, you even Facts. could not know what they look like because it is possible to park in the garage, go in, come out, you know, and just never have those interactions. Yeah. And as Christians, because we've seen in scripture, we're called to be hospitable. We want to be careful to not conform to this mentality, mm-hmm. you know, and as we mentioned before, we were so challenged by Rosaria Butterfield through her book. Well, in an interview she did with Christian Shell on the Turquoise Table podcast, she said this as she spoke of a time when she and her family moved to a new home, and I thought it would be really helpful to share. She said, and we very much wanted to continue practicing what we call radically ordinary hospitality, but we really wanted to get to know our neighbors, not just one of our neighbors or two of our neighbors, not just the neighbors who had kids who are the same age as our kids, but we really feel and believe that God doesn't get the address wrong. Mm. So we wanted to know our neighbors. Yes. And so just with that yes. mindset of the providence of God and his sovereignty over who he's placed us by, mm-hmm. come on, come we on, want to live intentionally then. Yeah. And yeah. so by having neighbors in our home, it helps our children see intentionality to love a literal neighbor next door. And again, to push back on the culture they're going to be growing up in that says, you don't got to get to know your neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's awkward or that's uncomfortable or don't bother yourself with that. But we get to show a different example. You know, we get to even model to our children what can be a difficult thing, which is to live the same way you do in private as a Christian in public, as a Christian mm-hmm. before non-Christians. Yeah. And so in our own home, in our own <laughs> yes. home. So what does it look like as we welcome people in to not all of a sudden shell up about mm-hmm. our faith, but to do the same things we always do Yeah, living that Matthew five lifestyle of, you know, doing good works so that others may see your good yeah. works and glorify your father and yeah. letting your light like shine. shine. Yeah. Not putting it under a basket, but on a stand. Yeah. Letting the light shine in our house. Like yes. y'all are in our house. We're going to, we're going to be Christians yeah. at all times. And we're certainly going to be that in our house. Yeah. But yeah. I've even felt that spiritual warfare, that temptation to put the light under a basket, oh, to, to clam up, to not want to make this person feel uncomfortable, yeah. you know, in these ways. And not that we want to make, intentionally make people feel uncomfortable. But again, I'm getting off track here, but we get a chance to help our our, help our children children see as Christians, mommy and daddy want to live out their faith before non-Christians. Absolutely. And even with, you know, the temptation to dim the light, that's part of the reason why we pray before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even just let our children in on that. Like, yeah, mommy and daddy are tempted. Yeah. Um, to be ashamed of Jesus, which is why we need to actually confess this to Jesus and ask for his help that we may love him and love our unbelieving neighbor who's coming to the house. And some of the ways you're talking about letting our light shine before them is, you know, we're going to always pray before a meal. Mm -hmm. And so if our unbelieving guests are there, we're going to pray, you know, they're welcome to pray with us. They don't have to, but we're going to pray. You know, we're going to ask for highs and lows, Mm -hmm. you know, where our kids participate. And then after that, 
we're going to pray once again, thanking God for our highs and praising him that he didn't leave us in our lows. Yeah. Like we're going to do some of these things. Yeah. Our kids just might quote a verse, yeah. you know, or they may want to show, you know, what they're learning, sure. whether it's catechism or a verse or something like that. And we're not like, because we practice it over dinner because normally, we practice so it over dinner. Yeah. So we're going to continue to be Christians in front of them. And then, you know, we just will likely ask them, you know, Hey, dinner's ended. We normally do our family worship. You're welcome to like, we would love for you to attend, mm -hmm. uh, to participate with us. If you'd like, yeah, you know, just like be Christians well, in front of exactly. our unbelieving guests. And I think one thing that's so interesting is that we, as the Christian parents, can be tempted to hide that light, dim that light. Our children, our young children, who aren't, as from what we understand, aren't Christians right now, they could be unashamed of like, we're going to pray. Yeah. We're going to do our verse because yeah. they're so used to doing those things exactly. that actually that regular rhythm is good accountability for us yeah. as our children are looking at us like, why are we going to do anything different than yeah. we always do? You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And even as you mentioned doing family worship and inviting our guests to participate with us in that, that's in fact how Rosaria Butterfield came to know the Lord <laughs> was through Christians having her in their home mm -hmm. and being Christians before her yeah. and having her participate in family worship, exactly. singing. Next thing you know, she's singing some of those same songs. Yeah. And the Lord just drawing her to himself. Yeah. And so, so yeah. yeah, it's a cool way to get to model that in an intentional way before Absolutely. our kids. Absolutely. You know, and so hopefully through this episode so far, um, if you have done hospitality as a regular rhythm, hopefully you're spurred on and encouraged by this. To which, like Paul said in First Thess 4, man, may we do this all the more and do it before our children mm -hmm. because it is exemplary, you know, and it is an opportunity to teach them and mm -hmm. instruct them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you're listening and this has you thinking about hospitality maybe for one of the first times and there's a desire to begin, but it feels a bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like, man, that's real. That yeah. is so real. Mm -hmm. And we can definitely relate to that. Uh, we, and having thought about that, what we would like to finish our time doing is encouraging us to do hospitality or be hospitable with a smile, <laughs> you know, a smile, especially in light of first Peter chapter four, verse nine, as says, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. And since we're commanded to do it without complaining, as we seek to do it, we want to do it with a smile. S-M-I-L-E. I was going to say, why you keep saying smile? Yeah. <laughs> why you give this big yeah. Kool-Aid smile? <laughs> Absolutely over here. I got the Kool-Aid smile yeah. because we came up with an acronym. <laughs> Second us. one of the season. Uh-oh, is this going to become a new trend? I maybe. Mean, I wouldn't mind it. Just it's helpful. Maybe. <laughs> it's helpful for memory. You know, but like, so, yeah, we want to encourage us to be hospitable with a big S-M-I-L-E. You know, and so we're going to walk through this acronym yeah. and we hope that this will give some good handlebars um, to hold as you seek to be hospitable to those the Lord has placed in your life. Yeah. And so, sweetheart, what does SMILE stand for? Yeah, it stands for, so the S is simple mm. and the I, uh, uh, there's an M after uh, the S. Okay. I'm reading the words. I just got so confused. I was like, we messed up. We didn't do it right. I'm looking at, 
on my notes that I have in front of me, I see the word smile and I see the word simple. They have very similar letters, almost in a similar way. And I was like, we don't have a P. We didn't come up with a word for P. But anyways, okay. So our word is smile. The S stands for simple. All right. The M stands for meaningful. The I stands for involve your children. The L stands for love your guests. And the E stands for encourage in the Lord. Yes. So, so the word simple, is not simple. It's smile. smile. Yeah. So simple be, is the first. Be simple. Mm-hmm. Be meaningful. Involve your children. Love your guests. Edify in the Lord. Yeah. All Encourage right. in the Lord. Yeah. Encourage in the Same Lord. Difference. Absolutely. So kick us off with the S, my All love. right, now that I realize we didn't mess up. Um, so the first word, yes, simple. And this is a really important one because I think we really want to push back and debunk those kind of assumptions that being hospitable means you get your fine china out, you make your best meal, mm-hmm. you spend a lot of money, all yeah. of that. No, we want to encourage you to do what is simple. Figure out what works best for your family and just make it a part of your regular flow of life, your regular flow of the day, Mm -hmm. which means if you normally eat dinner at a certain time, schedule it for that time and whoever can come can come, you know, um, just get it into that regular flow to where it doesn't feel like it's this crazy, you know, different thing. Also, um, just invite others into what you're already doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, if you go right from dinner to family worship and then you're getting kids ready for bed, it's okay if you ask your guests to participate in those things. And even if they want to help you brush your kids' teeth or whatever. Or help you clean up. Yes. Always nice. But absolutely. But yeah, just to not feel like you have to put on, but rather just invite others into what you're already doing. Yeah. And a huge thing, and you elaborate on this a little earlier, but you, the thing is, we're talking about being simple. And so you don't need a big house. Nope. You don't need the best kept house. Nope. You know, I think back to our time when we lived in that one bedroom apartment in the basement. Mm-hmm. When we would have people over, I remember we would get our card table yep. out. We'd get some of our card table chairs out mm-hmm. and half of us would be sitting on the couch and then we'd have the card table chair up next to the couch and then other people at, I mean, we were trying to squeeze in there yeah. and make it work. Yeah. But again, what it was about was some of these other things being meaningful, encouraging mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. And so it didn't matter, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, letting people see the real. Yeah. Like it's a part of doing life together. It's okay if the house is a little messy mm-hmm. or your baby is fussy. It's like, yeah. that's just part of life. Um, And this is something that's harder for me. Like I do still have a temptation to want to clean everything up and have everything kind of laid out perfectly, but I have to push back against that in my mind because like, that's not what it's about, you know? And so just want to encourage that for sure. Yeah. And along with that, we want to encourage our children to be themselves. Definitely. You know, to not try to put on, this is something that I have to, you know, wrestle with in my own heart, you know, because it's just like. I can have this made it a past as kids. It got to be, you know, um, at the same time, that's just not true. Yeah. You know, we want our children to be themselves. They're in their home. Yeah. We want them to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we want them to be respectful and love their neighbors. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we ain't trying to put on in any way. Yeah. You know, another thing is that we, you don't need a big budget. No. Um, you yeah. just really don't. Yeah. You don't have to provide the entire meal or even a meal at all. Yeah. One thing that we have 
grown to do is spaghetti. Yes. Because, I mean, I literally buy the cheapest great value noodles at Walmart Mm -hmm. and I get ragu sauce. I know there are about 10 better versions of spaghetti sauce than ragu. Yes. (laughs) But ragu is the cheapest and so it makes spaghetti for us. And again, being able to kind of humble myself in that way as a reminder, this allows us to serve more people. And so we're going to do the cheaper option. Absolutely. And, you know, another way which can feel humbling, but again, it's good is to invite others who are coming to bring part of the meal, make it more of a potluck style. Um, again, that way you don't feel like the only way you can be hospitable is if you have enough money to do so. Facts. Or you could even just do coffee and tea. Yeah. You know, Yeah. again, whatever, Because some of these other letters we're going to get into, we want that to be what it's about Mm -hmm. and not make it about these other things. We are often the ones who overcomplicate hospitality, Mm -hmm. but God hasn't put these qualifiers on being hospitable. Say that again. Say that again. We are often the ones who overcomplicate what it means to be hospitable. Wow. But God has not put these qualifiers mm. on being hospitable. Oh, girl, that'll preach right there. <laughs> that so, that'll preach right there. And it's so true. And yeah. honestly, that kind of prevents us from being hospitable. Often. is because we're putting on, yeah. uh, having so many expectations yeah. and putting on, overcomplicating this right. thing. Yeah. You know, making so, it about what it's never yeah, been intended to be about. Yeah. yeah. But being simple just frees us up to do it. Yeah, definitely. You know? And so start off S, be simple. Mm-hmm. Next letter, M, let's be meaningful. And so with the time that we get with our guests, let's try to go below, beyond the surface. It's easy yeah. to shoot the breeze and remain on the surface at the yeah. same time, uh, you know, you really get to know people um, as you have more in-depth conversations. Yeah. And it it can feel awkward oh, because it, that's it really can. people aren't used to that. Oh, yeah. And it's what, like you said, it's way easier to just shoot the breeze. Yeah. But more times than not, when we go deeper, everyone in the room is blessed by it. Yeah. Because you actually are building relationally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and another thing is this isn't just something that extroverts should do. Like yeah. introverts and extroverts. There's no footnote at the bottom of first <laughs> Peter chapter four, verse nine is like, unless you're an introvert, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but real talk though, for introverts, I myself am one. Mm-hmm. God gives real grace. Yeah. And so we can pray to him mm-hmm. and ask um, for his help. Yeah. And part of being meaningful uh, is just having, you know, some questions on deck that you can ask. That helps us be meaningful. That helps us yeah. be meaningful 100%. And this is probably one of the difficult things. Like, what do I ask? You know, what do, like, what what do, we, do we talk, talk about? about? <laughs> we don't know like these that. people very well. Yeah. And yeah. so what we like to do is we, we ask three questions every time we mm-hmm. have someone in our home. And honestly, these are some questions that, you know, I have learned because I got lunch with a pastor friend while we lived in D.C., and when the first time we connected, this brother straight up asked me some of these questions, and I was just so blessed by it mm-hmm. that I was like, man, you used anytime, them ever since. Yeah, ever <laughs> since, like for real. Yeah. And so here are questions that we tend to ask. Um, we ask, what's something that's been sweet in this season? We ask, what's something that the Lord is teaching you? Mm-hmm. 
whether it's in this season or in his scriptures, in mm-hmm. the scriptures. Or from sermons. Um, or, or from yeah. the sermon mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And then we also ask, you know, what is your favorite Christian song? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a hymn, whether it's gospel, whether it's Christian contemporary. Like, man, what are what is or what are some of your favorite songs? Yeah. And these questions, they are deep enough to go beyond the surface to where we can really get to know one another and hear from one another and also know ways we can pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they're simple enough that there is a lot of room to choose how you're going to answer um, according to your comfort level. Right. Yeah. It's very open-ended. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And what's cool is even if you end up having the same guests in your home later on, you can ask those same questions again yeah. because they're probably, the answer has probably changed. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a sweet way for the pressure to be off of us mm-hmm. to entertain um, or to just carry the conversation. Yeah. It's more of, we're just going to throw a question out there mm-hmm. and it allows everybody to get yeah. a chance. And we say everybody, sometimes it's one guest, but sometimes it could be four or five. And exactly. so it gives a chance for people yeah. to, to open up and we share too. Yeah. And so it's not just this interview style, but it mm-hmm. allows for more conversation. And oftentimes we go first. Yeah. To, you know, yeah. To, you know, just to go first. Be transparent in that <laughs> way first. Yeah. Way. Do the harder you thing. Know? Yeah. 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 And this really allows relationships to grow. Mm. Um, and it gives, yeah, again, having these questions gives more confidence for engaging. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to be simple. We want to be meaningful. This one's very important as this is, you know, this is family in the realm of family discipleship is we want to involve our children. Come on. Come on. Because if we're being hospitable in a way that leads us to neglect our children or to push our children aside regularly, it's like, well, we need to rethink then how we're doing that because we want our children to be blessed by this as well. That's good. And so some just practical ways you could involve your children is helping them set the, having them help set the table. Yeah. You know, praying with you before everybody shows up. Mm -hmm. If they're comfortable asking them to pray for the meal. Yeah. Yeah. And then even letting them ask the guests what was it, you know, for us, we do highs and lows at dinner and they like asking people. And so letting them lead off in that, Mm. or once they're a little older, helping them ask someone for their testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, we mentioned just doing those regular rhythms. So for us, it's our huddle time. And so our children get to participate in front of the guests in that kind of way. And more often than not, they're excited to perform in front of the guests. (laughs) They do their best (laughs) huddle times when other people are here. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And so, yeah, just some practical, simple ways that we can be involving our children. And as they get older, they get to help us clean up. Yeah. You know, like, they get to be involved in serving yeah, in that even way more. as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, yeah, we got be simple, be meaningful, involve your children. The L, love your guests. Mm-hmm. As we talked about, Christian hospitality has a purpose. as seeking to serve, to bless, to build up. Um, and so let's love our guests. You know, if we can, let's feed them. Um, let's take an interest in them Mm -hmm. to where it's not our voice that we're constantly hearing or they're constantly hearing, but we're asking questions and we are listening intently, listening with our face, giving them our ears, um, and really seeking to, to speak in and encourage them in specific ways. Hey, you get into the next one. (laughs) 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 It's part of loving, baby. It's part of loving, you know, loving our guests. We want them to feel welcome. Uh, we really want to 
open our homes in such a way that it just really blesses them. Yeah. We're not trying to entertain them. Mm-hmm. We're trying to engage them. Yeah. We're trying to care for them. Serve them. Um, serve yeah. them. And as they open themselves up, we're right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we want them to come in and feel comfortable. Yeah. Not feel like a guest, but mm-hmm. feel welcomed in, like welcome to Team Chapman family time. Yeah. Like and really help them to to be comfortable in yeah. that way. And that comes through looking to their interests. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And part of loving them is not trying to rush that thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not trying to get them. Well, we got this. Get You got to go now. Yeah. You know, which just, we've also had to work we've through. We've also had to work <laughs> yeah. through. We've been convicted of that. Yeah. Um, you know, to where we're just like, you know what? It's okay if our kids go down later. Yeah. We're going, or it's okay if, you know, they stay longer. Right. After dinner, it's like, cool. You yeah. know, like, man, hey, let's actually love and take an interest in our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's great. And so then our last one for E is encourage in the Lord. Okay. Which again, this ties back to to being meaningful, mm-hmm. this is a harder thing because it does take intentionality. Yes. Um, this can feel awkward at times mm-hmm. um, because, again, as we all know, like spiritual warfare is real. Too real. Even when we're trying to live like Christians before other Christians, yeah. like it can still feel more difficult. And so we want to think about how can we encourage those in our home in the Lord. And so this can look like sparking a combo about the recent sermon that was heard if you've got other members in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, This can be partly, as we mentioned, praying together before before dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also be maybe just if you want, if you like that idea of having questions ready, Mm. it could be having a question in there that is going to spark conversation about the Lord. Um, And so just thinking creatively on what can I ask that would get our conversation to go to that kind of level? Um, It could be as simple as, Hey, before we eat, I'm going to read a verse, Mm -hmm. you know, or, and let's talk about that verse. um, Yeah. You know, or it can be, please participate with us in our family worship. We'd love for you to sing with us real quick or, you know, just those kind of things. And again, we want to push through what may feel awkward because we want, to go back to that L, the goal is to love our guests. Yeah. And there's really no greater way to love our guests than to help point them to the Lord mm-hmm. and encourage them in the Lord. Amen. And so we've got smile. We want to be hospitable with a smile. Yeah. We want That's to be, how we can do it without grumbling. Exactly. It's to do it, it with a smile. It helps us remember. Because again, let's think, why does that verse say without grumbling? Because We're Peter knows... <laughs> It means sacrifice. To have mm-hmm. people in your home, it is a sacrifice yeah. of time, of energy, of finances, of all of those things. And so we are going to be prone to want to grumble about it because it might not feel convenient. But yet, what does it look like to model before our children? Being simple, meaningful, involving them, loving our guests, and encouraging people in the Lord, mm-hmm. all within our own home. Yeah. And so as we strive to live this out, may we be prayerful that the Lord would use our instruction on hospitality to our children and our example of it in our children's lives for the glory of God, that it might lead them to him and that it might lead them one day to live this out as well. Amen. Amen. Well, y'all, may we get after it. May we be hospitable. With a with smile. A smile. <laughs> <laughs> but on the real though, thank you guys for rocking with us. We greatly appreciate it. 
Um, feel free to follow us on Instagram, train them up two, two, six. Also same with Twitter. That's our Twitter handle as well. Train them up two, two, six until next time. Grace and peace.